Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button as well as the like button and check the description box as well as comments for today's topics. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I've been good, dude. Uh, I was just telling you offline, fucking exhausted. Uh, I think Coachella 2022 kicked my ass badly. Uh, I think I'm officially done with Coachella for the rest of my life because <laughs> I can't just be like, I survived the week after, but apparently this shit is like comes in waves, bro. Like I'm fucking spent, but um, excited definitely to catch up some topics, talk to you about a couple other things, but uh, how are you feeling, bro? Feeling good, man. I mean, as I mentioned, I came back from a work happy hour. Um, been in the office for a few weeks now, but it, this was like the first time we had a uh, an event, quote unquote, because of Cinco de Mayo, I guess. Um, so we had a Taco okay. Tuesday kind of thing. Um, at, it was the, chill. at the workspace? You guys went yeah, yeah, at the workspace. They had like a so. little taco truck come by. Um, it was good. I mean, I can never complain about free food and drinks. Yeah, um, I feel that. But like I was mentioning to you, it's, it's a, a different... I guess muscle that I have to flex is social mm-hmm. muscle of talking to people, um, kind of sticking around so that you don't feel like, you know, the new anti-social guy who doesn't like talking yeah. to people and shit. So that was a little exhausting, but overall, I, I like the option of being in the office. I just don't like the the feeling of I have to be here on XYZ day because everyone knows you don't feel you're not in the mood every single day to go into work. Like you might have a lot of shit to take care of at home, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think we're, I mean, we're obviously all adults, so yeah, a perfect future for me is just complete work from home flexibility going when you want, but it is what it is. Um, being new to San Francisco, it's, it's still dope that I get to walk to work and like, you know, eventually I'll have like some happy hour spots that I could kick it with. Cause sure. my wife, uh, she's not, her office isn't too far from mine. So I think we're going to get in the habit of like rendezvousing at, you know restaurants and stuff oh, like that's, that's kind of dope though yeah that's kind of yeah make it I more didn't realize you were walking distance yeah walking distance we actually took the bus together today which made my commute only like 15 minutes nice um, dude so yeah it's super simple versus other people for people who don't know the bay is super spread out mainly because it's so fucking expensive to be in the city <laughs> and hectic um so yeah. for a lot of people it can take an hour two hours to get in people are driving to like the BART and then taking the BART to the ferry, then hopping on the ferry and coming to work. I'm like, bro, this shit is, is, it's almost like you're trying to colonize another country or some shit. Like you're just. Yeah, dude. So like, that's what like uh, my boy, Billy, who, you know, like he's dealing with. So like he lives so far away that he like agreed to only go in like once a month. Cause uh-huh. otherwise his overall travel would have been like an hour and 20 minutes each way. It's like, bro, this is right. I'm going to quit. Like, there's no way I'm coming in twice a month for the, or twice a week for this shit. Yeah. And a lot of people are trying to negotiate that. I don't think anything on paper will allow it. But basically, the head of the office was like, uh, I'm not taking attendance. Like, you could under- take that as, as whatever you want. Like, I'm, but at the same time, I'm not going to uh, say that you guys can work from home all the time. But I think yeah. he's basically saying, if you don't come in on Monday, like, I'm not going to find out. I don't give a shit. Just get your work done. Like, that's the kind of motto. Yeah, and I think with. if most people, like, believe that, like you said, we're adults, so you would think that happens. But I feel like there has to be something, too, just because, like, uh, personally, I just had a couple, like, in-person events for my job. And, like, bro, like, those things really are important to at least build culture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. really hard to, like, build and maintain a culture, especially, like, for you, like, a massive fucking company, 
if like you don't really ever know your coworkers, bro. Like right, right. at some point, like you're not gonna want to go the extra mile because like this company was created 50 years ago and like the inventor is famous. Like at some right, point right. that doesn't matter to you. You know what I mean? Like right. you're really working for the person next to you, but it's hard to feel that connection if like you don't go in. So like I see like both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's definitely gonna be conundrum that like a lot of companies are gonna face for years to come because yeah, bro, like, dude, people aren't going to work. Like, people don't want to work, bro. Like, that's a mm-hmm. fact. You're like, I, I drove by on the way home of Wendy's, and, like, they're, like, hiring. And it's like, work today, and we'll pay you tomorrow. And it's just like, they're, they're trying to figure out anything for people to work. And it's just like, yeah, it's sad, bro. Like, again, I know, like, good for people if they're being entrepreneurs, but I think people just got so used to those checks and unemployment, and like, they're like, fuck it, bro. Let me just, like, save whatever I can and just stay home forever. And it's just like... Yeah. Yes, bro. But then I, I feel like there has to be some correlation to like all the robberies and gun violence we're seeing all over America. Like people are just like don't have money but don't want to go to work. So they're resulting in crime, I think. Like right. it's just like a, a weird time in American culture, bro. For sure. And it's interesting like you bring up culture because I feel like that was never a talking point from the people at the top. It was it came across as a productivity thing, but if anything, I feel like everyone has said they've been less productive because being in the office half the time it's people chit-chatting about shit that has nothing to do with work um there was one day where i was literally sitting at my desk because i had nothing to say to anyone around me because we didn't have meetings or anything so from my and i'm sure that varies from job to job some jobs like you literally have to interact with people whereas mine i'm not it's all virtual but uh i think a nice blend would be if they kind of give us a reason to come in, like I came in today happily because we had this happy, happy hour thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's going to be some other like workshops and stuff where it, it feels like there's a purpose. Whereas on, I mean, we don't have, uh, we don't have to go on Fridays, but let's say it was like a Friday where there's absolutely nothing to do. I think in those cases, it's kind of stupid to demand that people physically be somewhere, but for right. no other reason than, Hey, like we're, in the office and doing what we're supposed to do and collaborate, even if that's not taking place. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's tough. I, I remember saying for me like that, like you hit on the head, like those first couple interactions in the office, like it's like an hour of just talking nonsense, mm-hmm. but because you've never met these people or you right. haven't seen your coworkers in literally two years. You're like, yo, how's your daughter? How's your son doing? You know, how's the wife? And it's just like, bro, like three hours have gone by. Like I could be at home. Like, what are we doing? But <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's hard, bro. It's hard. But again, I get yeah. why. Again, I wish it wasn't that way. Like, I wish I could stay my ass at home and fucking roll up in my boxers and just be good to go. But yeah. I get why they want to do it, bro. Because I feel like that's a slippery slope of like, you never feel like the person you're talking to on Teams or Zoom matters. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it's people feel like fucking like, it's almost like Twitter trolls, right? Like, people feel very fucking, you know, strong behind a keyboard. You know, as far as their right, comments, right. but like in person, you kind of like, all right, let me approach this person a better way because, you know, it's actually a human being. So yeah, I get why the in-person shit matters to a certain extent. Yeah. Plus, I mean, and this might be specific to like the tech industry, but I feel like that's also where they kind of get you with the, hey, we have free food and this and that. And then you feel like it's their favorite phrase, a family. So then when you want to yeah. leave, it's a lot harder, whereas if you're work from home completely, they're almost like this faceless just means of a paycheck. So it's a lot easier to be like, 
all right, well, there's something better over here. Yeah. Anytime I left a company, like it was just because I was going to miss the people and the perks and stuff that like the office offered. It was never uh, anything else like, oh, I'm going to miss the challenging work or some other bullshit. Dude, but that's why though, because like I, I feel like there's no way like someone's not leaving their job because like, oh man, those Taco Tuesdays be slapped, and I can't leave this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Some of the Googlers, they're like, yo, I, I'm desperate to leave, but shit, like free food and laundry and whatever else is just like so hard for them to give up. That's wild, bro. No. Because yeah, that's wild. But again, maybe teach her, maybe that's the only. Uh, you know, work environment they know. So they, they probably don't think the grass is greener anywhere else. But um, yeah. all good, dude. But uh, how about you, bro? Like, we're, I think we're like, what, five days removed from you dropping your, what, sixth single overall, Ruckus? Um, ninth. I think ninth. I believe okay. it's the ninth one. Yeah. Nice. So, like, obviously, I love that I already gave you some feedback offline. Uh, but how's the feedback has been just from uh, peers, uh, randos? And I know you also reached out to a couple, like, um, different platforms to kind of promote it right yeah yeah um i would say this one was definitely towards the top in, in terms of feedback um probably right up there with uh ignore me um and even highs and lows when i first started again um everyone just loved the beat and the collaboration as well they really like what uh rocky fresh did so shout out to him shout out to him um and for me i i mean when i finished it it was definitely one of my favorites i think as soon as I heard the beat, um, I knew it would be that. I mean, the beat itself is usually where the starting point of like whether or not I'm really going to enjoy this song, just because that's kind of how I operate in terms of other people's music I like. Um, and the collaboration, like his verse was just as I imagined. Um, I was kind of nervous because it was the first like real one I've done in a long yeah. last time. and. You never like if someone put to, uh, you're collaborating with them, you're asking them to work with you. And if they put out something you're not happy with, I've never been in that position to be like, yo, like, can you redo this? And I'm not even like Kanye or some shit where I have the authority to be like, yo, try harder next time or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that definitely was not the case. Obviously, he's an established artist. Um, and yeah, it was everything I expected. With every release, I submit my shit to like a handful of blogs and like YouTube channels that post music and the acceptance rate is like super low. Like I've pretty much gotten denied for every single release except for highs and lows, which is funny because that was the first song uh, I released. Yeah, you were like, yeah, this is about to be the easiest comeback in the world. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like, shit, I could just do this. I'm going to have every song fucking accepted. But it obviously wasn't the case. Music's super subjective. Like it is what it is. But fortunately this one, um, got some love here and there so so far so good I mean I haven't hit like a million streams haven't even come close to that at all but that that wasn't really the goal the goal was to just put out good music hopefully get it recognized and you know get a few new fans here and there so um, can only be happy with with that for sure so just so uh, the listeners and myself know the process so um, you sent them the beat with your hook already on it yeah, so I sent him the beat uh, with my hook as well as the verse on it. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And basically just his part, like, empty. And was like, hey, do your vocals. And then he sent me the raw vocals back. Then I sent it to a guy to have it mixed and mastered so that it all sounded cohesive, basically. And then I 
had him do a little edits, little edits here and there, um, put the finishing touches on it, and then basically like set a release date. Like he, the guy I collaborated with, Rocky Fresh, was pretty hands off. Like he didn't say like, oh, release it this date or the art should be this. Like it was just purely like a business move. Sure. Um, but it it came across perfectly. Like super cohesive. He stuck to the like I told him the theme. He stuck to it like it didn't sound like a random ass verse like, yeah that's what i'm saying like, that's why yeah. i asked bro because that was probably like the best part to me because obviously i know you guys didn't like link up in the studio together but yeah. like you can tell like again from anything dude like i know for a fact like a but like when we were really into Wiz like back in the day like i know for a fact like he would send out like a bunch of like verses to people that he was already on and then you would hear like fit five different people on that song and like only one of those became like the official release because like if he's shopping it around but yeah. like each of those was like its own unique song and it's like bro but that has nothing to do with like what wiz is talking about so like right. it was nice on this collab for you that like it felt very cohesive like it right. could have been you two in the studio together because like yeah we're talking about like the same concept and like this moving in the right direction like it wasn't just him like he could have had a fire verse but it's like yeah that's fire but it doesn't really go with what we're trying to you know achieve here yeah and that's what i i definitely appreciated that the most was he clearly and he did it quick as fuck. Like I really he asked me, he's like, yo, like when are you uh, able to get me the the track? Cause he I had asked him like just before Christmas. I was like, sorry, man, Christmas. And then I had fucking COVID. And like yeah. I kind of felt bad because it was lagging. And like I know he I'm sure he has set dates like when he's in the studio. So he's trying to bang out all his shit at once. Like he's not trying to go to the studio every time someone wants a feature. Um, and then as soon as I sent it to him, I don't even know the time frame, but that shit was like in a day and like, wow. he, he just banged it out. Sa sounded like he could have worked on it for weeks, even though that wasn't the case. And, uh, yeah, it, it stuck to the theme. I was kind of worried. It was just going to be like, just kind of like a cypher, just anything yeah, yeah, that just rhymes whatever. and like, sounds you hear, cool. Like the, the laissez-faire in their voice, like, yeah. Yeah, here's your verse, where's my check? Like, right. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better collab. Um, as soon as I heard the beat, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to work with someone else on this. Um, just add some different flavor. And he came to mind. Nice. And sure enough, uh, it worked out. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with, with the result. Nice, dude. Yeah, dude. Really like it. Really like the visuals. The, um, the artwork is fire too. But yeah, dude, the hook is what is what, dude, I thought it was like, this probably, I think for me, like your best hook, which I think is... Um, Again, like, I think every song has is like, you know, you need the bars, but like the hook is what people keeps people engaged. And I think the hook on this one was like, I think it, it felt very much so like professional, like like some shit you would hear on the radio. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And that was the the first thing I wrote. And it's usually the first thing I write just because I think I already texted you this, but the hook is what with music in general draws me in and kind of the most important piece for me especially because it repeats right um and yeah i was just at my dad's place uh came across the beat and that hook kind of came to mind and then i was like nice. all right i have to do something with this one nice dude yeah so everyone go check out ruckus um literally everywhere so uh yeah go peep and uh, get those numbers up for our boy and uh do you already have like the next song lined up or are you right now like just shopping beats yeah, this, at this, this is the first time where I don't really have anything lined up. Um, I have a couple beats in mind, but 
it's one of those things where I'm I'm not going to force it unless you kind of want to be inspired. Yeah. Um, Because with pretty much all my other releases, it was like I heard the beat and then it was pretty much done with it in like one day or maybe I wrote most of it in one sitting and then, you know, did the finishing touches later. But if I have to listen to a beat like over and over and over and it just doesn't work, then it's a waste of time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, I feel that. I mean, obviously, it's been working because, I mean, I feel like all the songs you put out are true to, like, what you're trying to achieve. So, yeah, dude, excited for whenever we get to the next one. But, uh, like you said, there's nine tra- nine tracks out already for us to enjoy. So, yeah, everyone go check out Ruckus. Uh, let's get into the episode. But before we get, do that, uh, just a reminder, this episode is brought to you by our friends at False Evidence Appearing Real Fear. They take over 20 years of experience with trending fear, uh, with treating fear and anxiety and put into an affordable and easily digestible electronic learning course. Their unique approach is designed to fast track you to overcome your fears while saving you thousands of dollars and hours with a psychologist. Check out the link link below to get started and be sure to use the promo code AUDIO-STEERY. That's AUDIO-STEERY at checkout to get an exclusive discount. Shout out to our good people at Fear. Uh, they're getting a little bit more viral with the marketing. So yeah, definitely go peep them out. Shout out fear. Shout out fear, bro. All right, man. Where do you want to start this week? Um, how about we start with uh start with the baby, because I've been seeing a lot of that back and forth. Bro, like yo, what's sad, man, and what scares me, bro, it's like this is the again, I don't wanna I, yo, I'm telling you, I, I don't wanna put this out in the universe, but like I can't be the only one thinking this. I'm sure you thought as well. Like this reminds me a lot of like the month leading up to like XXX. Oh man, away. I was literally just going to say that. Right, bro. Like it's yeah. just too much. Like, right. bro, yeah, like, it's like the universe is basically like, Hey everyone, like this, the algorithms like for his existence is going crazy. crazy and it's just going right to end up chaos in chaos. Yo, that's how I feel, dude. Like, mm. man, like it's just something like, if, if yo yeah that's how i feel bro like it's just and it's just scary i feel i pray for him i fear for him um because i know his record is fucking 25 and zero right now but fam you can't keep winning these situations yeah like someone's gonna catch you lacking like something's gonna go south like fam right. like it's just i fear for him bro because this mm-hmm. i've seen this movie before and it usually doesn't end well for the person who's constantly in the middle of it yeah, exactly. And that and that's the tough thing too is because I mean, you have to admit that it aligns with his whole his whole persona and mm-hmm. image and it it helps his brand cuz he does look like the, one of the legit and few authentic people in the game yeah, who who does this shit and lives this shit and walks away unscathed, but like you mentioned, all it takes is that one time to slip up and someone happens to have a gun or just catches him lacking for whatever reason and and just like a nipsey you know you might have all kinds of love and street cred but all it takes is one jealous motherfucker to to do something and boom you're gone Dude, but not even jealous i'm thinking you fucking just beat up for no reason like yeah, a yeah. week ago <laughs> right, like, right. yeah, yeah 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 or some, yeah, some spiteful dude and you might yeah. think to yourself you know i could whoop his ass like he's not gonna come back and retaliate but as we've seen, you know, this shit keeps happening. But the unfortunate thing too is there's a couple instances where, like, you know, the trespasser obviously he didn't ask right, for right, that. Right, right, right. And it sounds like this white dude was antagonizing them with being racist. Mm-hmm. Then again, 
I think they it didn't help that they kind of broke the rules and kind of uh, went the route of filming a music video without yeah. disclosing information. I think that's unexcusable, even if the guy's a racist piece of shit. Like, you still have to follow the rules. And I feel like a lot of these celebrities kind of feel like, well, you know, well, I'll just pay for it. Or like, you know who I am? Like, yeah. you should be happy I'm fucking filming here and giving your house clout or whatever the yeah, case yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he needs to really reevaluate his his situation and just lay low and keep calm because it's definitely not looking good, like you said. Yeah, dude, it's getting scary, bro. And that's my thing. Like you said, lay low and just like, yeah, do like you said, reassess, bro. Like, yo, like at some point, like you have to be able to look in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm the common denominator here. Like, what the fuck am I doing that constantly attracts this shit? Because, bro, right. it's, and yo, the shit we see in the news is consistent like every week. I guarantee there's shit that they're not even reporting that is still happening on a daily basis, bro. Like, right. So yeah, I feel like this dude has to look in the mirror and be like, bro, like, do I change my circle so like I can get better people around me to block out this fucking noise? Because fam, like, it's exhausting for us. And imagine him who's like literally dealing with it and fucking fighting for his life like every week it seems and on top of that has two fucking kids and a whole family depending on him like bro like this right. shit just seems like you know it's gonna end badly i i pray to god it doesn't because i mean the baby is uh at the end of the day a human being who fucking deserves all of our fucking prayers and positive energy but holy shit bro like it literally feels like i'm just gonna hop on academics page and be like all right what what did he do today right and the thing is too let's just say from his perspective you know, everyone like like a Takashi would say, everyone else is starting it. Well, have the proper like security or what entourage in place to handle these situations where you're not even remotely close to having remotely, to deal with it. Because yeah. like it seems like every situation, he's like right there in the center and and the one to like solve these um, encounters. And like you said, I, I just really don't think it'll. And well, like this can't happen a hundred more times and nothing no, bad dude, happens. Like the, the math, bro, is just not in your favor. Like you're already right. under, yo, you, no one is ever going to be undefeated when it comes to constant shit like that. Like, bro, it's Michael Jordan lost a couple fucking games. You know what I mean, bro? Like right. you're going to lose something. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's kind of tough in this industry just because it, it rewards you like going to jail yeah. and coming out and fighting people and shit unfortunately all that negativity can boost sales and and when you get monetary gain from it it's hard to be like nah i shouldn't really fuck with that but yeah um, especially like the wild thing is like bro like all this shit over the last four months like even him whooping his brother-in-law's ass has actually helped him in the sense that no one's talking about like canceled shit that he said about like the lgbt and like hiv right, right. like that shit's pretty much done like yeah. it's no one's talking about it. like people ready to cancel his ass for that and right. now like he's the fucking talk of the town because like yo the baby fucked somebody else up the baby shot someone but didn't kill him it's like all right bro that's cool but like does he have music coming out like what, what are we talking about right i mean they're definitely assassinating his character it, it kind of makes me question the character of all of these guys in general i'm not but, saying he's a bad person or a good person but at the same time, it's interesting that there's this back and f it seems like there's a back and forth of like 
whether or not he's a good person behind mm-hmm. all this and like whether we should support him or not but the funny thing is a lot of these other street rappers are probably doing the same shit think the same way but it, it just so happens all the shit he does is um is documented on camera yeah all the cameras are on him right now yeah i, I mean have been on him since he pretty much popped up on the scene like three four years ago but uh yeah bro shout out to him you know praying for him um because again bro like i i i don't think this can i don't think any reasonable person can think this is going to continue and it's going to end well like it right. just i don't think the math uh, you know justifies that but uh Agreed. uh we'll see um all right bro let's stay obviously music big music uh I mean, we had a couple big music weeks. I feel we have another like three or four leading up to this. Do you want to go into future or push a T going number one? Uh, let's go into future. All right, bro. So future reaction. I never liked you. Phenomenal album. He dropped the deluxe version yesterday, which was fucking wild. Just gave us five more songs. I was like, all right, bro. I'm fucking going to just get this <laughs> on Friday. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on the album. So I actually never had a chance to listen to the deluxe, but the standard album, I'd say on first listen, um, it was definitely enjoyable. Standard future, similar to Pusha T, wasn't he didn't do anything like out of bounds that I didn't really expect, other than maybe the what is it, the Thames? Uh, is it Thames or Thames? I forget. Thames. Thames track with Drake. I mean, that was like a different vibe, but outside of it, I, I think it was really good. I can't say for myself it's the most replayable version of future um i don't know if i'll be revisiting the album very much there's only a a handful of tracks that stood out to me but overall i I think it was a fun listen but the the features that i was looking forward to for the most part were underwhelming for me like the gunna young thug track uh even the drake track i think it was called i'm on one or something um those tracks just didn't do it for me the the way i had expected but i mean he stuck to his formula he did his thing uh but i'm looking forward to hopefully his next album will blow me away because these past couple didn't interesting bro so like because again i know you're in the comments more than me online um is the feedback online similar to yours yeah i've heard uh i think that general consensus and i say that kind of loosely is that it was mid by his standards Interesting, dude. Yeah. Damn, I gotta look at these comments, bro. And a lot of people are making fun of the lyrics from that uh, for a nut song um, with Young Thug. Okay. And it's just a lot of like lyrics that like made no sense. I think you said like, I fuck her in the ass and make her pee pee or something. Just a lot of random shit oh, that like. Yeah, but funny, I, feel like, but I feel like he's been doing that though. Like. Yeah, he has. But it's just funny how like lyrics like that will overshadow like this body of work like yeah and it, it makes me consider i'm like damn am i that fucked up where like i'm literally spending time talking about a body of work that says this like <laughs> i'm like th- i'm taking this shit that seriously to hey, this where, is my life <laughs> but yeah like has this has, is this what the world has come to but yeah i think it, the general consensus is that it was made by future standards interesting dude because like for me i actually like I think this is the first future album in a while that I actually like went through it uh, first track to last track. I actually uh-huh. keep the deluxe. So the funny thing about the deluxe, like the extra songs are actually like, I would say throwaway songs. If I'm being pr- completely honest, like that's how I feel about the extra deluxe version. Uh-huh. But there is one song, I think it's called, fuck man, I, got, I don't want to butcher this. So let me just pull it up real quick. I think it's called Worst Feeling. 
no, worst day. And he's talking about Valentine's Day because uh, he has so many women. And he's uh, like, yeah, that's yeah. the worst day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so what I really enjoyed about this album more than the other ones is that I think he properly leaned in to that toxic male energy that he's always portraying, right? Like the memes yeah, and, you yeah. know, like, so this is why I enjoyed it, bro. Cause I feel like you get that on every song more so than the other ones where he's just like rapping and just, you know, just rapping the rap. Um, so that's, I don't know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, bro. There was, even before we get to like um, the Drake and Tem song, there were a couple that were replayable for me. Like, yo, I'm that nigga is a song that I feel like you're out with your boys pre-gaming, drinking, and like, yo, like, yo, replay that shit. Cause like that just gets you like in a proper mood. So I don't know, bro, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, dude, but again, I know people wouldn't say like, oh yeah, you're a Drake head, but like even the, you know, Love You Better is a, bat, like a, a, a really good song. Um, Massaging Me is a good one. Um, yeah, bro, I don't know, there's, it's a, there's a few here that I really, really do fuck with, bro. So like, I actually enjoyed it. Like I, I would say it's above mid, like I would give it like a B, B plus, to be honest. Um, but then again, bro, like the Wait For You track, which is like to your point, very different from anything he's ever released. Fam, mm -hmm. that could be nominated for like track of the year. Like, I want like I know Thames only has like three or four songs that have actually gone viral, but fuck, bro. For her short ass career, these songs are insane. Like, bro, wait for you. If I never listened to one more track this year on my Apple Music, would be the number one played song on my phone. Cause like that shit is like the moment that Drake fucking uh uh like verse is over. Bring it back. Like, bro, that shit is... Wow. That, yo, that song is everything, bro. So, like, yeah. The fact that, that yes, yeah, so I don't know. That that track alone makes his album, like, like a, a better album than he's put out in a while. But I would say, overall, there's other re replayable tracks that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, for me, I think some of the standout ones were... Uh, what was that one? Puffin on Zooties or whatever? Yeah, that was a good one. Um... I love the Thames one. I think the ESTG one really stood out to me. Chickens. Mm -hmm. um, the Kanye one stood out to me as well. Oh, yeah. The Kanye one, Keep It Burning. Hell yeah. Yeah. Super fire. Um, I think for me, it was probably like a B minus. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's me just being burnt out on trap music, but a lot of it just, a lot of it was so expected. I, I felt would like agree I, with that, bro. I, so I, I actually had this one thought is that this could be the second, third, or fourth uh like version of an a, a past album. Yeah. Like if you call this Dirty Sprite Six, I yeah. believe you. Because like, right. yeah, it's it sounds the same, but which is why I think the the Thames and Drake one was so refreshing because mm -hmm. it was so fucking different. Right. That, like it's different. But like, even on its own, it's a fucking amazing song. But right. I had that thought as well. My brother, this could be Dirty Sprite 15. And mm -hmm. like, I believe you, cause it kind of just has the same beat. Like, right. I just feel like I really enjoyed it. Cause like, I've never heard him lean in so aggressively with the toxic shit. Cause again, I feel like sometimes like, at least as, at least as men, like I feel like in this culture, it's so PC oriented. And like, we have to be protective of women, which we should be. But like yeah. you, be, it's such cancel if you ever say anything like toxic, like oh your ego's like, like it's like bro, like sometimes you need that shit to remember who the fuck you are. And I really enjoyed that he did that a lot on this album. Right. 
Yeah. And it, it's a tough criticism when I whenever I'm like, well, this this is nothing new because I know generally speaking, we like it when artists do what they're good at very well and continue to do that. But sometimes it could be as simple as the production is kind of bland, but they're still rapping just as good. Like right. for instance, if we're going back to um, that collaboration album with Drake, um, I forget the, the names. What a time uh, to be alive. Yeah. That's the one from like six years ago or whatever. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. Right. Like if that production, if he had done that kind of shit on this one, I think it would have blown my mind, even though technically the content and everything's not that different. I think. Just yeah. Cause I would, I would argue aggressively that the content's better now. Right. But for me, I think a lot of the production not on every song, obviously, like the Kanye one was phenomenal. But for some of the the songs that I forgot because they were unforgettable to me, I was like, this beat is like, sounds kind of like a throwaway trap beat that he mm. would have rapped on on some random mixtape or something. Yeah, kind of like how I felt about like uh, 504. Like every drill beat sounds exactly the same. Right, right. I feel so. Like. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, question though, because like um, I was I was thinking about this because I, I read an article um like a couple things when he was talking about in GQ that he uh, I think GQ literally like the the headline is like uh, uh future like uh like greatest rapper alive. Like, do you ever think of him as a rapper? No, he's kind of like a Travis to me. I I don't if I don't see like him spitting dog, some right? like cipher. A- yeah, it's like a Nate dog. You kind of like what are they? What's the term they use a lot? Croon. Um, they're kind of just more of a melodic artist to me. I just look at them as like just artists. Like they're yeah, they fit like a, a one music box. creator. I never yeah. think of him like a yeah. That's because that's no. like because I, I never, I've never thought of him as a rapper. Like obviously, no. like in like he goes with like if we have to generalize someone, yes, he goes into a rap category. Right. But like I never thought of him rapping. Like right. Like to me, I'm like, if Sway or Funk Flex don't ask them to freestyle, then they're right, probably right. not a rapper. Like, if you can't imagine them doing that kind of shit, then I feel like you don't really categorize them as a rapper. Like, Post Malone would never be on fucking Funk's right. Funk Flex. Right, right, That's a great point. That's, that's the funny thing, bro. Like, like it's um, almost scandalous sometimes, like, when these, like, major corporations, you know, GQ's a major corporation, like, for them to even use that title, it's like, bro, you know what you're doing. Like, you want to, you want to get people like, you know, festered up because, like, bro, no one in their right mind has ever thought of Future as a fucking greatest rapper alive or right. a rapper. Period. No, no, he's like, if anything, he's more of a, I don't know, brand or icon or entertainer. Icon. Like, yeah, something like that. Dude, but what's, dude? I'm glad you said that, bro. Because think about it. What a time to be alive. We've never gotten two rappers at, I mean, I don't want to take, I take it back because like Jay-Z and Kanye were at their peak as well. But like, it's pretty wild we even got that mixtape in the first place. But dude, doesn't it feel like, like we saw Drake come up, right? With, with Lil Wayne and then eventually got his own stardom. Same thing with Kanye. Jay-Z took the time and officially, dude, I feel like future from day one because he was the only one like rapping, singing the way he does was like an icon from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, is that crazy? Like, is that my own? Like, I, I lived, like, I go back to do like 2013 and like, like Pluto and, you know, uh, whatever the fuck is, uh, free bands, like all that shit. Like, bro, like, yeah. I like from day one, he's been like at some like high ass level. And it's like, bro, like, did he even earn this? Like, I like, I, right. I, no, I remember him being on the, like, that Bugatti song. And I was like, who the hell is this? And then people were saying he was, 
like I think T Pain or somebody said that he was the first person that was like using auto tune incorrectly, but for some reason like it worked, it worked for him. And ever since then, like like everybody from Atlanta has been doing that kind of like melodic offbeat yeah. auto tune, not offbeat, but out of pitch um kind of auto-tune rappy singy sound yeah and then i remember like uh articles on blogs like oh he's just biting two chains like he's the auto-tune version of two mm -hmm. yo two chains will give all his all his chains to be future bro because like <laughs> the gap in careers is wild bro yeah like future is literally an icon living and like i like it i mean i love two chains but dude two chains is not even close to the status and like impact that fucking future has. And again, I just yeah. feel like for whatever reason, it's been like that since day one. And I, I've never like it in like the history of anything, like when has anyone ever just come out and like been the best at their thing? Like usually like it takes time, they struggle, they have a flop, you know, whatever. Like they're, they're, they're Robin is someone's Batman. And he's just been Batman since day one. And like that part is also pretty insane when you just look at his entire career thus far. Yeah. I mean, I think two change is still pretty up there, but I feel like to your point, I do notice a trend of a lot of the, the younger guys saying futures, their inspiration, like Roddy Rich, Juice <laughs> World, like, and even people who don't even rap like uh future or sing like him whatever phrase you want to use a lot of these guys are like future's my inspiration which is crazy to think because crazy i don't think he's ever like in that top five goat conversation or anything but yet again all these rap up and coming rappers look up to him yeah and i did like it, it has to be a, a mixture of things but i just think the fact that he's just been the guy for almost like 10 years now like holy shit yeah. and Again, for whatever reason, GQ said he's the greatest rapper alive right now. Again, I don't agree with that, but there's something to it where, like, I think he's the greatest in something. You know what I mean? Like, because, fuck, dude, like, the respect levels he has, like, regardless if people thought the album was mid or great, like, everyone still stopped to listen to that shit. Like, right. you know what I mean? It wasn't just like, oh, he dropped it. Like, like, and I love Gucci Mane, but, like, with Gucci, like, yo, he drops an album. We're like, all right, cool, bro. Like, let me know there's a hit and I'll check out the hit. But like, I'm not going to listen to the whole shit. You know, whereas right. like, I feel like everyone stopped on their, on Friday. I was like, oh, I got to hear what future drops. So kudos to him still doing that like 13 fucking years in. Yeah, no, it's, it's super impressive. Even if people want to consider it mumble rapper, just bad music. He has stuck around for a long ass time. Yeah. And I feel like, they, I feel like it's been less mumbly over the years. Oh, for sure. Uh, he yeah. definitely perfected his style since yeah then. whatever he was doing wrong according to t-pain with the, all like the auto tune like it's definitely clearer now like yeah yeah those those lyrics hit so yeah For shout sure. out to him um again I, I thoroughly enjoyed the album but let us know in the comments and uh yeah and the deluxe version is out right now um all right so push a t going one, number one i don't make any big surprise here bro like I, we both said a great album uh i know for a fact at least the comments phenomenal feedback on this one for sure and i think the way they lined it up for at least the first like you know pusha coming out and now future like i think we all knew hey push is gonna go number one and then we'll see what happens you know afterwards right so we'll, we'll, like was, did you have a similar take on that yeah uh pretty pretty much the same thing i wasn't surprised um i thought the album was phenomenal 
I can't say I don't know if it was his best just because I can't recall every single body of work that he's put out. I would have to listen to Daytona again. But this one blew me away when I first heard it. Um, I did hear, though, that apparently Drake stands are clowning him for having less sales first week versus Daytona, basically implying that the beef with Drake was the reason why Daytona was as high as it was versus this one. Um, I mean, that's possible. I mean, that's a, I mean, I mean that's, that's, a, that's a solid take, though. Like, yeah, it's possible. It. Um, but at the same time, I don't think... Personally, I don't really read into the numbers myself to gauge whether or not something's hot. Like, even if he sold fucking 15 copies, like, yeah, this shit was still a work of art. 100%. 100%. Yeah, dude, I'm just happy. Like, I think it's just hip-hop or music needs characters, artists, like, Pusha T. Because it just shows that, bro, like, like kind of like Nas, like, as long as you're good at your craft, you're going to be rewarded. Right. I think that's what everyone just like if you're in the industry, right? Fuck what fans think. Like if you're in the industry and you're like, bro, like I'm 36 or I'm 45, like, should I just fucking hang it up? And it's like, no, dude, because the, the every it's proven if you keep trying to do your best, it's gonna get rewarded by people who actually know what music is. So I feel like that's it's important to have figures like Pusha T and like Nas in hip hop right now because at least it's getting rewarded as opposed to like I feel like back in the day we were getting classic albums from certain people, mm-hmm. but it was like, ah, whatever, bro. Like you're not, you're not Jay Z, so we don't give a fuck. And it's like, yeah. nah, bro. Like I feel like now we're like, we're there's such. I mean, no offense to anyone. There's such bullshit being dropped every single Friday. Like, bro. Like I, I know that page that you were on, like drop like that that UK page that has yeah, like what all, is dropping or whatever, bro. I'm like, yo, this is how the fuck am I gonna listen to this? So like, it's nice that it's clear that certain things do rise to the top if the quality is there. So I think that's the cool thing right now about the Pusha T album. I think it's just like, it's clear that this is probably one of the best buys that we're out this year for sure. And it's getting the love it deserves as opposed to just being like another release that no one really gives a fuck about. Yeah. And it's insane that he's been hot for like 20 years or whatever. Dude, and 20 years. Never bro. sounded outdated. Like, when I was like, I think I was like 11 or 10 years old when mm-hmm. like, uh, grinding came out. Yeah, grinding, and then like what happened to that boy and all yeah, that dude, stuff. Like, I, like, we were kids, kids. Yeah, and, and when I I think he mentioned in an interview or somebody did about how he's lasted this long. I'm like, kudos to him. He never, yeah. at never at any point did I feel like he kind of like lost his respect or footing in the game. Like he was always just doing whatever he wanted, and is clearly. I think, I mean, at an even higher peak because he's on President of Good Music or whatever. Yeah. Like, with the greats fucking got a W against what a lot of people think is the the best ever to do it, Drake, even if you disagree with that, um, the listeners. Um, yeah, he's he's accomplished a shit ton since day one. Yeah, so I just think, I mean, again, there's a good chance that he won't be number one next week because of Future. For sure. Um, which is fine. But just to say that, yeah, 22 years in, he has a number one album, bro. Like, you, you, at least you can't take that away from him, you know? Which I, sure. That's the thing I like the most about this whole moment. Right. And the thing is, I mean, all these other guys have hits that, like, take them to the to the charts. Whereas, that one song, right, right, right. right, right. right, right. Whereas Pusha T did it more organically he just 100%. put out a body of work he wanted that was good and people fucked with it he didn't have some gimmick 
or some streaming. Yeah, yeah. Like, like go back to like Cardi B because like Bodak Yellow was already out for like five months. It was already like yeah. half, like gold. So the moment the album dropped, the album already went platinum. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, right. And she had like a huge machine behind her. Like she's the next Nikki or whatever you right, want to say. Right, right, right. Whereas with Pusha, it was just purely good music, no pun intended. Yeah, we heard one song, we were like, okay. But like, yeah, like uh, Diet Coke isn't the reason that album went number one. Like I think everyone just like kept listening to the album over and over again. Right. So yeah, shout out to him, shout out to his team. And uh, It's Almost Dry is out. So definitely uh, go Pete. Um, so fast forward to your boy, Jack Harlow. This is Jack Harlow's week leading up. Uh, he just released the track list. We do have a Drake feature. We have a Pharrell Williams feature as well. So, fam. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't remember anyone else for their sophomore album getting these, you know, features and hype. Because I feel like maybe other artists may have, but, like, they were signed to, like, those teams, you know? Like, Drake had the features. He was signed to, like, the biggest label in the industry at the time. And, like, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's industry, like, you know, like, that he's getting this. So, like... How do you feel he, it's going to sound? And, like, do you think it's under more pressure after coming out right after uh, Pusha and Future? Right. Um, I think for me, I'll probably... I'm thinking I'm going to enjoy this album more than his last one. Um, I feel like the last one and just the hype, probably that pressure helped him create this body of work. Granted, he has extra help to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um if I had to guess, he's, I think he sold like 50 or something last round with all this hype and everything. Like he has to sell like at least low one hundreds. I'm thinking. Yo, Maybe somehow it, they have projections on billboard already. Yeah, they're saying like, yeah, like they're projecting this like 130K. Yeah. I'd say that's reasonable. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, anything less than a hundred, I think is an L for him, given the amount of fucking times I see his name everywhere. Uh, it yeah. just has to happen. He's and he's, he's skilled too. Like there's no reason why with the hype and skill, you should be doing less than a hundred right now. But um, I don't know. I think the pressure definitely is on. And if he, doesn't on, bro, live up he can to go it, number one. Right. But I feel like for, for him, for his career right now, it's not going number one. Cause I feel like he's in that pocket where like, okay, this is like, I don't want to be racist, bro, but it's like, he has the white rapper thing like in the back. So if you're a fan of like, if you're, you just want to see a white rapper win, like those fans are going to stream it. So he's going to go number one regardless. Like yeah. I feel very confident about that. It's, I think for him is the critical like critiques. Like, is he going to be able to like, like if he, can he survive a mid album? Right. Like that's the question I think is really out mm-hmm. there right now. Numbers wise, I agree with you. I think he's gonna reach all kinds of streaming records of sorts and shit like that. So numbers are definitely gonna be in his favor. I think from a critical standpoint, just given the amount of hype, I think the the hip hop gatekeepers are going to criticize him if this shit is not doesn't live up to expectations and provide anything of any value. Yeah. substance because a lot of what we've gotten so far are like swaggy raps over great beats but at the end of the day don't mean a whole lot or at least right. aren't very different than what we've already gotten 
I think a lot of it's like vibey shit that you could play at a frat party or at the club. But outside of that, it's like, are you are you going to really be replaying shit and like thinking deeply about this? And right. the answer is probably no. But yeah, it's like he had like another snippet, like a Dua Lipa song. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, bro, like stop this shit, bro. Like we don't like <laughs> just like let me hear it on the right. day of. Like I right. like stop with this snippet shit, bro. Like I, I mean, really I actually did this... like the snippet, but in my head, I'm like, if I hear this snippet fucking eight thousand times before <laughs> the album comes out, I'm gonna hate that song. Um, yeah, you know what's funny though is because like this was insight into what I think the not the casual hip-hop fan but the, the hip-hop fan who doesn't really know jack carl like that just yet i have a separate group chat with a few of my friends who like are that we, we share music every friday yo go check this out go check that out and i'm like yo this is jack carlo's week and they're like oh you mean uh little nas x's boyfriend i'll pass and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh no they hate i'm like i think that's like the average like male hip-hop fan is like Yo, like, I don't really take this dude seriously yet. You no, know what I mean? No, they don't. And I think, in a way, it's like this industry push almost hurts him because hurts I him. feel like it makes people feel like he's getting shit handed to him on a fucking golden platter. And it's just like, here, take the awards, take this. And especially because he's white. So the privilege comes to the forefront of everyone's minds. So like, yo... Imagine how many black dudes who rap like him, how much harder this shit would be. Because I don't know. I think a white person with swag, like especially black people, even love to see it because it's like so rare for rare. It to be yeah, effortless. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. he doesn't come across as like a tryhard when he's charismatic. Nah, it seems natural. Like I don't think he's putting on. Yeah. Like it seems natural. And I think that's it just makes the women especially drool because they're like, oh, he's not a wannabe. He's he's a white boy who's got it he's tall he raps well and and also there is an element of guys being kind of envious of that but sure but yeah i think from the outside looking in even as a long time fan from him i don't know if this is considered a long time i've been a fan of him since now you were on it before most if no. not i would say you were on it before like 80 percent and then yeah. we as a podcast were on it like maybe 60% before right. most people. Yeah. Yeah. I've we been were a talking fan about since what's like popping, 2018, I think. People were like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was way before what's popping um, back in fucking 2018 or something. Yeah. Shout out to Miguel because he showed me the first song with him in Sci High. And I actually didn't know if he was white or not. I was like, maybe he's just uh, a Hispanic dude who passes as white. Yeah. Um, Cause he had like the long ass curly hair and shit. So I had no idea, but I think that was the appeal is he had this swag that seemed effortless, but now, yeah, genuine too. But now it's gotten to a point where like, I feel like these teenage white girls are giving him like the Bieber effect where like, as a man, you're like, I don't want to like this shit. Like these yeah, little dude. girls like this yeah, shit. Dude. So why would I, I like I, it? I, and I still think that like, um, that's super fan, and I still think the stuff where like Lil Nas X is like, there's still like that male ego is like, bro, I'm not gonna be a fan of a get of a gay male rapper, and you're you were cool to rap with him, so you may right. be talented, bro, but I don't fuck with you either. Yeah, like, I, I I think that's a real thing. That's unfortunate because it's not like he fucking sucked Made his dick on him. camera. <laughs> or some shit. Yeah. Like that was the least of my worries. If anything, I think he snapped on that verse. That was oh, like one of my snap. favorite verses he's done. Yeah, I agree. Um, Again, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, 
But I do think for him, unlike with Pusha and Future, like, again, we're only comparing because they're all dropping back to back to back to back. Um, I think for him, it's more about the critical reviews and like what they're like crit- say about his lyrics and song and creativity because mm-hmm. I get it's gonna do numbers like I get he's just right. in that pocket right now where it's not gonna fail but it's like is it gonna be accepted by like you said the gatekeepers like the people who really love this rap shit are they gonna accept it that's why I right. think the pressure is on him because yeah like you said, it just feels right now like Whatever he wants, he's getting. Oh, you want to go to the Met Gala? You'll be there, bro. You want to do the VMAs, Grammys, boom. Yo, number one song in the country, done. Like, so it's like, oh, like, you know, like kind of like to the, to the, the extreme of like the, the, the baby stuff. Like, like, dude, Jack, you can't not, not see Jack Harlow in the news every day about mm-hmm. something, bro. So, right. yeah, it's very intriguing to see how this, uh, the feedback will be on Friday. Right. For sure. And before we move on, I did want to ask you now that yeah. we're on this topic, um, just Jack Harlow versus Mac Miller and their general levels of respect in hip hop. What do you think the biggest reasons and differentiators are? Because as as time went on, I think initially I was proud to be a, an early Jack Harlow fan. But I think over time, this whole TikTok culture and, and kind of teenage girl, it seems, fan base, or just girls in general, kind of makes you Not view the mu- music in a different way. I'll still be a fan, but it does give you, I guess I feel a little less proud to be at the party and be like, yo, I'm a Jack Harlow fan. Now it's I feel like a dick rider for saying that shit. <laughs> but for from a Mac Miller standpoint, I feel like he never was that, like, I don't know, a pretty boy Casanova type. Mm-hmm. And he kind of had the respect to like the real hip hop core fan base. So I'm curious, like how you view their music differently and like why, why you think their legacies might be different or similar. Yeah. Obviously recipes to Mac. Um, so I think for me, bro, I think it's, I think for, it was clear from day one. So that's like the gift and the curse of having that hit record. Right. I think the first introduction to the world of Jack was what's popping. And bro, that's a massive record. So I think guilty or not, he's gonna be held to that standard of like, if you want to pop banger, go to fuck. That's what's expected. For for Mac, bro, it was grimy, fun kid music, right? But he the way he raps is like a rapper's rapper, bro. Yeah, like and real it's like, wow, like why is this like 17-year-old kid like lyrical like this? And then as it progressed, like I don't remember any album, like go back to kids or best day ever, like those mixtapes as well. Like, bro, there's, there's content there. Like shit that, like he's saying shit that matters, bro. You know what I mean? Whereas like to your point earlier, like everything thus far, again, I don't want to put like a ceiling on this fucking kid when he's like two albums in, right? Like Jack. Yeah. But like everything thus far does feel like frat music party. Like, that's just, yo, put them all, let's have a good time. And, like, that's fine, but there's really no substance there. Whereas, like, bro, like, I'm telling you, like, when we were just vibing in Colombia, I listened to that entire Faces uh, mixtape for Mac the entire trip. Because, like, bro, song one didn't sound like song two, but song one through 18 went together. And, like, you're hearing this whole story being told. Like, besides having a good time and loving women, like, I haven't heard a story from Jack Harlow yet. Yeah. So I think that's where the difference is, right? Like, the storytelling ha- isn't there yet. Whereas I think from day one, 
there were signs of it with Mac, and then he reached this area that in his life from like fucking 18 until he died that it was just like phenomenal storytelling with no ego dude vulnerable as fuck heartbroken and it was like yo how could you not fucking relate to this right or they think like if you're not in a fun vibey mood you're like bro i don't want to listen to like what's popping or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean whereas with mac like there's a song for whatever mood you're in happy sad over the top party super depressed like it, 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 there were so many levels to it whereas again I don't want to put this, but as of right now, the limited content we have, you know, he's only been out for, like you said, four years. Yeah. There just hasn't been a change. Like everything has been the same. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting. You brought up the, the frat point. Cause I remember that was kind of the biggest criticisms of Mac. One of the biggest criticisms of his music was that a lot of people were pigeonholing it into being frat music. I do think the introduction was different to your point. Cause like, I remember Nike's on my feet and um, I forget the other set song. Is it Kool-Aid, uh, Pizza and Kool-Aid or Kool-Aid and Pizza? Um, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, something like that. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. Those were definitely like gritty, like more old school hip hop beats. So I think that intrigued people much more. They're like, oh, who's this white kid who's like- Right, who's trying to- shit like, for the culture. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like not trying to take from it or like, like it felt like, yo, this kid gets it. And like, mm -hmm. he's going to make it his own. But like, this is some like- like if you told if you removed his voice and put like a fucking Talib Kweli on that, it would make sense because it kind of feels like that like like hip hop from the core as opposed to like a new age poppy version of hip hop. So I think that's right. what people really appreciate a lot about Mac. For sure, one of the things. One of the things. And of course, that does influence the makeup, the demographics of the audience that the the fan base. Um, and I think even like, for instance, Justin Bieber in the beginning, every fucking man or boy hated Justin Bieber hated that because anyone in his fan base was basically a 12 year old girl. And if you liked any of his shit, you better listen to that shit in the closet and let nobody know. No one know. Whereas now everybody's listening to Justin Bieber with no shame. Like I've always personally liked his music, but now I don't feel yeah. weird about saying it. I feel mature. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if I could walk into a room and, and say I'm a Jack Harlow fan without people kind of looking at me sideways like, oh, you kind of like that cookie cutter shit that's for the girls or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll evolve, bro. Like, I think, sure. again, if he if he gives us content that evolves, like, I think it's going to be hard for anyone not to be a Jack Harlow fan, right? Because right. say what you want about the content, dude, the quality level of Jack Harlow is extremely high. Oh, like yes, this guy so. is a very good like songwriter, mm -hmm. so he's gonna get the respect regardless. It's yeah. just, is he gonna have the ability to like move away from the great captions and one-liners and actually give us a story that we should care about, as opposed to, hey, let me tell you about this really great time I had in Turks and Caicos with Drake and we fucked mad bitches. Like you know, what yeah. I mean, like. That's phenomenal, bro. But what else are you gonna do to engage me for the, like the other forty-five minutes of this album? For sure. And I guess in a nutshell, we just want to see him be even more vulnerable than yeah. he is at this point. Because as of now, the story is this man gets every bitch on the planet, has all the money in the world, has eighty years left of life. Yeah. But I guess people want to hear the the deep and dark tales that we may not already hear about just so we can humanize him a bit. Yeah. He's taking W so. after W. 
Yeah, and again, and good for him, bro. I, I think it's deserved. Um, he hasn't done anything to prove us wrong about that. But yeah, I'm excited for it, bro. But number wise, it's gonna do crazy numbers, like for sure. It's gonna go number one. Like it's not gonna be a, whatever that girl's name was, like Holly Ray or Fabio Four, and like 20k and be a flop. No, like, never. Bro, At that, nah. I mean, if that were to happen, they'd be turn on. Oh, YouTube it's done. Or some but shit like, oh, but even think about it, like even like, uh, dude, there was a lot of money behind Corday, and like he flopped. You know, tech, like from a number standpoint, that first week release was atrocious, right? Like I, dude, I could, I'll put a lot of money on that. That does not happen to Jack. Like it just no, not gonna. Harlow's happen. fan base is way too strong for that to too ever. Strong, happen. yeah, yeah. So again, it's gonna do numbers. It's just really, I think, uh, what Blair and I are saying. We're intrigued about the content, but uh, yeah, put in the comments. Uh, obviously, we'll do a uh, reaction as well uh, when the album drops. Um, before we get out of here, bro. There's still more music on the way. So it was just released today. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I think on June 6th or June 3rd, we're going to get a Post Malone follow-up album. Oh, like, shit. Like a full-on brand new album? Full-on album, bro. Wow. So first album. And what is it? Uh, four years? 2018, he dropped uh, yeah. Beer Bongs uh, and Bentley? No, it was the... Was it Hollywood? Oh, uh, Hollywood is... Bleeding in uh, Hollywood? Bleeding. Is yeah, bleeding yeah, yeah. Hollywood shit, Bleeding. Yeah. Um, but that was 2018, though. So... Yeah. Was 2018, 2019? Whatever. Uh, it's been like three years. A long though. time so, yeah. ago. Yeah, it's been like three years. So we're getting that. Uh, but obviously, most importantly, after this week, we're going to get the Kendrick Lamar album. He's, I think he's teasing with a post that it's going to be a two-side album, like a double CD. I mean, it's not going to be CD, but you know what I mean? Like 24 tracks, you know, side one, side two. So your thoughts mm -hmm. on if that happened, just getting that much content in one body of work. From Kendrick? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this motherfucker's been gone forever. Um, I'm sure he has a lot to say. I'm sure there's a ton of songs he recorded that he just never had the, the mood. He was never in the mood to release, maybe. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a lot of music from him, especially because I don't see him wanting to do a whole lot after this release. I mm -hmm. could see him just disappearing again into some tunnel with Schoolboy Q or some shit. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if if we do get that much content but yeah, i hope I it's hope quality it's i don't want a bunch of like yeah. throwaways either that's what i'm saying again i i just can't imagine him giving us throwaways bro because he's such clearly a perfectionist mm -hmm. so like but i just don't want it to feel like overkill like right. you're, you know what i mean like you're like kind of how we both agreed that like we enjoyed parts of dream dreamville's d-day like you're 50 minutes and you're like yo this shit's still going <laughs> you know what i mean right. like so like i don't want to be like an hour in i'm like yo, there's five songs left like how long is this fucking so that's right i hope that's not like it, it could be two sides but still only be 18 songs you know like i can you know nine song this message and then like there's a transition to like all right let's get like gully on these other nine tracks yeah but i'm, I'm super excited for it i, I kind of hope it's not just like a carbon copy of you know the couple tracks he did with baby king recently as much as like i like those collaborations i hope it's not just like 40 songs of the same sounding type thing yeah um i'm sure he's gonna experiment in all kinds of ways that he normally yeah, because does. i feel like all his albums all sound so different yeah completely different and like different content he just knows how to tell a different story and damn near every single song so i'm yeah. really looking forward to it yeah, same. But yeah, I'm excited about the post Malone as well. So I think it's gonna be a great summer. Um, dude, we get if we get like a summer heat of the week playlist going just for like this summer, like bro, because there's a lot of 
good content we've gotten this year. But like, whereas if you go back to 2021, we were like starving for shit because we were like, yo, we're sort of, yo, this year has been very, very good to us thus far. Knock on wood. So uh, shout out to uh, the music gods blessing us. Um, All right, Brosie, before we get out of here, Heat of the Week, episode 107. Um, What's that one song that really, really blew you away? Um, Honestly, I've been listening to a lot, as I told you, a lot of Wiz's older music. Um, I don't really know how this happened, but I think, oh, I got a notification that he uh, put... Uh, the Alder Dice. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. I was actually listening to that on, uh, on 420. I was smoking mm-hmm. with Gina outside and I was listening to that. That shit is, yep. bro, so well done. Yo, right. you know what's a side note? I don't mean to cut you off. Yep. Yo, am I crazy or the version of phone numbers that they have on streaming platforms is uh-huh. different from the original phone numbers? So I'm glad you brought that up because I actually, I heard the remix and I didn't, I don't even remember what, if I even heard the original phone numbers, but I noticed it said, remix and i was curious what if the original like what the but original i don't think the, the original beat isn't that like sped up like whatever version's on apple music and spotify like it's just uh-huh. like sped up i'm like bro like it. this isn't this isn't it bro i remember I when this remember song dropped original. and i was like bro this is the greatest song i've heard in years you know what i mean like <laughs> phone numbers was a like a moment in time bro like uh-huh. everyone on their myspace page or facebook had like the original you know, yeah well, whatever uh-huh. yeah the original like whatever uh-huh. But like the lyrics are the same, it's just the beats different on the one. Okay. Because the remix just still is Big Sean and Trey the Truth, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's the same and version. Big, yeah, Big Sean Trey. The that's Trey. the original version. So it's just they changed the beat for whatever reason. So I was like, bro, I know for like I'm not going crazy, dogs. So I gotta I gotta find the original version, bro, because that remix isn't it at all. But go ahead, I didn't yeah. mean for you. All. Oh no worries. Um, yeah, I went through Cabin Fever and just all his other shit because I was, as you know. I was a big fan of him in college as a lot of us our age were. And I was coming kind of going through a nostalgic period, just wishing a lot of the stuff he released was kind of like this nowadays. And also he doesn't release a whole lot of music in general. He's busy fucking kicking people in the face and shit at the gym. (laughs) But uh, my song from my pick that really blew me away and I was listening to this when I was in Cancun was um, my favorite song which just so happens to probably be my favorite song on Alderdice. Um, I love the Oh Yeah sample, the beat, Juicy J is for some reason like the perfect combination to Wiz songs um, so yeah uh, shout out to Wiz, he's, he's always put out quality music, especially for someone whose content doesn't really change that much, like yeah. every song's about him stealing someone's bitch, smoking a blunt with them or joint, you know, making money. But he somehow figures out a way to do it in a innovative way and different way, every song and album. So shout out to that. Um, yeah, dude, I was listening. I was, I was feeling nostalgic as fuck as well at 420. Uh-huh. And I listened to this album fully. And then I threw on uh, uh, Cushion OJ. Yeah. Um, that was a great one. I, I feel like for me, dude, my favorite song on this album was Guilty Conscience. Oh, that and, song's fire too. Yeah, and Never Been. Oh, Never, never Been's been, fire? Never Been is just, dude, like, yeah. Yeah. Bro, banger. With bro. Rick Ross? Yeah, like, banger. Yep. Banger, banger. So shout yeah. out to Wiz, bro. It's weird, though, man, because, like, you have to really be in a mood to appreciate his music. Because, like you said, like, it's nostalgic to us. Like, I, re- I actually saw him live for the first time with your wife. Um, He was on campus. I think I told you that before. Yeah. Um, 
dude, yeah, like those original like four or five projects were like, dude, great bodies of work. But like fast forward, like, bro, we saw him at Coachella and we didn't care. Like we can lie to ourselves and like, we didn't care, bro. You know, we were just yeah. in that area drinking lemonade, sitting down and like, all right, he happens to be on. So let's just sit down. But like, we didn't give a fuck. And then I went to see him in West Palm Beach like four years ago. And I really went to see Little Skies, but it was like the Rolling Papers tour. But I'm like, bro, we can leave early if you want, because I don't give a fuck. Like, it's so it's so weird how like he's still putting shit out, but like, eh? but yeah. if it's the old shit, we're like, bro, let's go see that. Like, right, it's right. So, it's so funny. yeah, it is weird how that works. I mean, even when I saw Little Wayne at uh, Coachella, um, I forget which one it was, but I didn't feel that be Rolling Loud. Yeah, Rolling Loud, sorry. Um, I didn't feel that same energy that I felt in college where I was like, damn, he's the GOAT and all this, and like top five of all time and shit. But I'm like standing right in front of you and I don't, I feel like I could be at some fucking, I don't know, like backyard party or some shit. Yeah. Like it, it didn't, I didn't feel that like majestic presence and urge to watch the full performance that I feel like I should. Yeah, and not to his fault. I'm just like no, dude. Like fuck it. Time is yeah. passes. Like hundred percent. But I think what got me back in the mood is when I sent you the uh, the doc, like the 45 minute doc on YouTube. Uh-huh. Like that made me like it took me back to that kid in college. That was like yo, fuck, bro. Like I remember after seeing him, like I went home and like downloaded all the mixtapes. Uh-huh. I was trying to put Billy on. To, I'm like, bro, this is it, bro. We gotta fucking listen to him. Only right. him. So it's funny that but I feel like mind's like set matters, bro. Like you really have to be in a certain mindset to go see someone, right? It's one thing right. to chill at home and listen to it, but like to go see someone to like change your plans that evening. Like if I know Schultz says all the time, like if you have kids to get a babysitter to watch your fucking kids and like go like, yo, there's like a lot of things in life to make someone leave their house. So right. like you were just saying like, bro, to go to your office, right? Like you have to be in the right mindset. Like, bro, you, like luckily you're like close, but like, Say for Billy, like he's an hour away from work. Like, bro, he has to be in the right mind to, to show up to that office in a good mood. Because right. everything about it is like, yo, fuck this. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think if you're not really like in the right mood to see certain artists, you're like, bro, like we can leave. Bro, like, what the fuck mm-hmm. are we? What are we doing here? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I definitely feel the nostalgia by him right now because there's been a lot of content like reminiscing about the past with him. And then people forget just like what a massive impact he had on hip hop for like those four or five years. Yeah, hundred percent. He's he's definitely up there. Did he? Has he done anything with Drake? Really? Um, if he did, bro, nothing that went viral. I know he has yeah. three, at least three songs with Big Sean. Uh, phone numbers being one of them. Yeah, he's a actually, bunch with Big Sean, like yeah, gang exactly. bang and all kinds of shit. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, gang members. So I, like, yeah, like I think I told you, like uh, when I went to see him for the Rolling Papers tour, uh, Big Sean opened for him and Big Sean just dropped his album, Finally Famous, like the actual album at the mixtape. So yeah, they had, like that was a great time as well. But yeah, I don't think he has any Drake features. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of people that I just randomly think about. I'm like, I don't know why Drake is like the barometer of, you know, whether or not you've transcended to like a different level. But Wiz Khalifa and Post Malone, huge artists and neither of them have really done shit with Drake at all, I don't think. Yeah, but I think with Post is a little bit different than Wiz, bro, because Wiz was huge. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna poo-poo it, but I don't think he was Post huge, bro. But like, I feel like crazy? Wiz is like Snoop. Yeah, I, th- I think a little bit crazy because I feel like Wiz is now 
that like Snoop brand that everyone knows, everyone loves, like there's no reason. And then the fucking See You Again song, that shit, everybody yeah, fucking Yeah, you're right, you're right. That's you're more right, than right. any other Drake song I can think of that. That's the song every fucking even white person knows. Yeah, you're right, bro. But yeah, yeah. Maybe I am crazy for that comment. But I don't know. Sometimes I, maybe I'm too like recency bias. Yeah, like, that, that's when Post was, was at his biggest, like Wiz was like irrelevant when it came mm-hmm. to music. So maybe oh, that's what sure. it is. Yeah. Uh, that's, maybe that's what it is. I'll give, I'll take it back then. Yeah, because Wiz, Wiz, what? And you're right. That Fast and Furious track was bro, crazy. Yeah, and then and he came to... out with another, another banger for like the Cowboys, like them boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dude, he had a fucking Oreo commercial. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Wiz was fucking massive. Right. Bro. I take it and not to put, I was gonna say not to place too much emphasis on the numbers because I hate doing that, but. I went to his Instagram just out of curiosity and because he posts every fucking 10 minutes of the day and he has like 50, 60 million followers. Mm. And I know that number is pretty insane. Like most of these guys have like five, maybe 10. But it, once you hit, hit like 50 million followers, like you're... A different uh, stratosphere. Yeah, you're like an icon. At that yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I agree, dude. And the fact that he's so young, right? I, I think he's like 35, 30. Like, yeah, I don't I think, think he's more like, than 35. No, he's like around our age. Yeah, yeah so like that's that. wild, bro. Yeah. wild and it, it's it, when you think about how big these guys were so young mm-hmm. like I, I like looking at the like the kid cutting documentary i get why this nigga like almost lost his mind because like bro like i went from being literally broke to the number one artist in the world and i'm 25 years old like yo i would lose my mind <laughs> right. bro. Like, you're like yo what do i do now like I've yeah done how everything. do i follow this up do i just yeah. stop living like again, yeah. I, I don't want to sound morbid, but these have to be like actual thoughts going. Like it's like, oh for sure, what is there to look forward to? Like nothing's yeah. gonna be better than right now. So exactly, that's when they uh, fucking move to like Africa and yeah, 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 and they just yeah, they, and, they, and they think about like some enemy that doesn't exist just to like you know get them to keep going. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, dude, shout out to Wiz, uh, great choice, already added to the playlist, um, dude. For me. I think you heard it earlier. It's gonna be uh, "Wait for You," Future, Drake, and Thames, bro. That song is phenomenal, dude. Just phenomenal, bro. Like, like, dude, it's it's just so good. And like, dude, the lyrics, bro. The lyrics that Drake spits on this song. Like, if you have never been in a relationship, like, you don't get it, man. Like, you <laughs> don't get it. Because, like, yo, I got. I'm, I'm not even gonna butcher this shit, bro. I'm gonna fucking pull this shit up because it deserves to be read correctly. But fam, he has a fucking line that says, hold on. Hold on. Uh, damn, did I fucking lose it? Damn, I'm a, I lost it. But this shit, I, I think you know what I'm talking about. Right before it gets um, into the second verse or the second hook, when he's like, um, damn, where is it, bro? <laughs> oh, damn. I lost it, bro. I lost it. That's that's fucking. All right, here. I got found it. I found it. All right, cool. Nice. So this is why this this lyric hit like this verse hit hard for me, dog. I think it hit hard for most mostly anyone, dude. So you got better when you met me, and that's not and that ain't coincidental. Tried to bring the best out of you. Guess I'm not that influential. Guess I'm not the one that's meant for you. Fair. Like <laughs> everyone. Man was like wow that's, not, that's someone's caption right now for sure 100 dude and like it's someone's caption because they want someone else to see it right right to feel a certain way you yeah, know what yeah. i mean like like <laughs> bro like that that verse is just like yeah. i feel like because like the, i think the gift that he has more than others 
And I think that what I respect because he, he, I think he tried to achieve this early on, or at least convey he wanted to achieve this early on, is that he's able to give people like a soundtrack to day to day life better than most artists, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like people give him shit like, oh, you're just talking about like fucking girls. I'm like, yeah, but the way he talks about it is very like day to day like you just watch a movie and you just see like the scene happening in front of your eyes like yeah, yeah. that's very different than just like oh i fucked you know 15 bitches last night blah 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 like i feel like i don't know, i think he gets plenty of credits so i'm not gonna say like he's not getting credit but i feel like sometimes people are dismissive of like the way he conveys human emotions because like that part when it's on bro it's far above a way better than most people when it comes to conveying those emotions yeah, no, I'd agree. And I actually saw several people online say that Wait For You was their favorite track off of the album. Um, granted, I don't know if they ne- necessarily specified why or who. Maybe it could have been Thames or whatever the case is. Yeah, but Thames I do think Drake is really good at right now. Oh, for sure. Yo, uh, after, like, the, after this and Drake, like her price is probably yeah. astronomical. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I know you love the Drake Tem song on his yeah. album too, right? That was the first time I had heard of her, and I, that was one of my favorite songs. It still yeah. is off of CLP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, shout out to both of them. Shout out to the future. Um, yeah, dude. That's pretty much all I got. Great episode again, as always, my G. Uh, yeah. Let the people know where to, where to find us. Yes, sir. Catch us at audio-theory.com. We have the Spotify and Apple Music playlist on there. New episode every week. You can find us on all platforms. Um, we have a couple interview or a interview in the works, a big one um, coming up. I want to say in two weeks. That's with Johan. Damn, it is two weeks. That's exciting. Yeah, nice. nice His nice. album's out May thirteenth. I want to say coming so. out the same day as Kendrick. You don't go Is far. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna work, but we'll obviously listen to both. Um, but both great artists. I'm sure Yo, Johan's to probably going to text Kendrick directly. I should have texted you about that offline. I forgot. To. I think I was just so, fo- so mm-hmm. focused on your song. But um, that new single, Fuck, uh, this, fuck town, this Town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a banger. So everyone go check that out. Um, yeah. That is a banger. It is a banger. Um, but really excited for that conversation. I feel like he's grown a lot and somehow made more connections than he already had uh, when we first talked to him. So... Just really curious to see what he's what he's up to nowadays, but yeah, dude, I'm curious to, to like to like talk about like, and again, I don't want to become like to assume he's changed, right, right. But there's no way that like, bro, from where he was from notoriety in December mm-hmm. to where he had he is now in May, like right. that shit is has to just feel different, right, like, right. You have to start moving mentally different when you're like, oh wow, like I'm just on the fucking late show with yeah, Colbert yeah. tonight, like that's exactly, wild, bro. Right. And I even saw, and we'll get into this when we speak to him, but I even saw like some hater comments where he like literally pinned it. Someone like he said, oh, I'm on the radio. And someone literally uh, put a comment with a bunch of trash cans and and shit emojis. And he pinned it. And then people under it wrote like, oh, the jealousy for Johan starting and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, they always say what when when people start talking shit about you, you've made it. So I'm really curious too to hear how that aspect of it is because as we know um it's not all fucking you know sweet once you get up to the top like it's gonna come with hate and jealousy and all kinds of negative shit it's it's just something you have to balance and it comes with the territory but uh it'll be a fun conversation for 100%, sure percent, bro we'll do a deep dive into the entire album as well so yeah i'm excited bro for sure
But yeah, like, comment, share, donate, do whatever you can to help the podcast. Buy the merch. Super comfortable. Um, I know, you know, winter's basically over, but it's cold somewhere. So it's cold. It's cold inside shit. your house, bro. So get yeah, the fucking yeah. hoodies. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll figure out. We'll, we'll change up the um, the product line soon. But uh, yeah, support sure. support the cause. Sounds good, man. Bye, Peace. Rosie. Love you, man. Peace. Love you too. <laughs>